Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Thank you once again for believing in me. I'm excited to, to think that we're almost to 100,000 downloads and it couldn't be possible without all of your support. So thank you for supporting me. I also want to thank our sponsor really quick, uh, Veracity Networks. Thank you also for believing in me. Uh, your sponsorship has helped get uh, the word out to this belief cast and it's uh, reaching you know all over the world now which is really really quite amazing but what makes this uh truly work and more amazing is the guests that i have on i've had some amazing people and today's going to be no different i have Kristen goodman on today thank you for joining us Kristen. thank you for having me i'm excited to be here yeah, absolutely. Um, so let me give you a little background real quick on on Kristen. Um, she is a life coach and she earned that through the life coaching school. She helps parents improve their relationships with their teens. I think that is a, a an amazing uh, thing because I think that's a problem for all of us who have kids is trying to relate to our teens and have them relate with us. And so I'm excited to get to know more about that you know, you're basically helping parents and teens become more confident and less anxious about getting in with the practice of the uh, daily thought work, which I want to talk about that as well. You're a wife of 19 years. You have four girls. You're in the trenches. <laughs> yes, for um, sure. You know, uh, motherhood uh, is one of those, you know, learning processes and you, you know, you're taking what you've learned and now you're helping and share that with others. You talk a little bit about also how you've struggled yourself with anxiety and depression. And I want our listeners to kind of uh, get to know you uh, and how you handled and dealt with that. Um, you're living proof, um, uh, a living proof example of how adversity and struggle can lead to exactly where you're meant to go. I love that, Kristen, because I really do believe life happens for us. And I think through our struggles, it takes you right where you need to go. So that's really beautifully said. A um, lot more about you, but I want to hear it from you. So why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and about your family? Yeah, so I live in Mesa, Arizona, and it's actually where I grew up too. Um, I had a pretty normal family life. I have two younger sisters, and I had amazing parents, and um, but pretty typical normal childhood. We moved to California when I was in sixth grade. So I lived in Northern California for a couple of years before okay. we came back to Arizona. And I think that was kind of a foundational point for me to learn how to be really inclusive and accepting of others because I needed that at that time. And people okay. were accepting of me, but I think that was kind of a foundational point for me to really set me up to to be aware of other people and to be aware okay. of people who may not feel comfortable or fit in or, or, you know, kind of fit outside the box. So those are kind sure. of the people that I gravitate to that I really love to be around to help feel included and um, kind of branch out. Yeah. Um, I love that. Yeah. And then I graduated from Mountain View High School, which is funny. This is where my kids go now. My two older girls go to the same school I went to. My oh, husband that, as well. That's kind of so we didn't, different, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. We didn't venture too far away. Um, after graduation, I got a fitness certification. I liked group fitness and I taught oh. group fitness for about 10 years. I um, studied journalism and nutrition. Those were things that were important to me. But um, I got married when I was about 20 and then had my family. And I think that was kind of the stepping stone to what led me. I was always really into self-improvement and development. 
Okay. But having children young and being a mom and then being a stay-at-home mom, I think that's kind of what set me up for a little bit of the struggle that I experienced or a lot of the struggle right. that I experienced <laughs> yeah. and then kind of led me to where I am now as a life coach and helping other parents. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you know, you do, we, you know, we talked, we mentioned briefly that you, you've struggled yourself with anxiety and depression. Did that start as a young kid or did that come later as a parent or, or a little of both? Uh, kind of talk about that and tell us how you handled that. Yeah. So I didn't, I don't feel like I had a lot of anxiety or depression growing up, but it did show up in forms of like, I was extremely shy. I didn't like speaking in groups of people and things like that. But those are, I feel like are just normal right. um, feelings yeah. that you have growing up too. Um, but I was a little more shy as in my personality. Um, but perfectionism and people pleasing, I feel like are the two things that once I learn more about them, I feel like if I would have only kind of known more about that as a youth or a young adult, I could have I could have explored that a little more and it wouldn't have right. held me back so much. Right. Sure. Because those two things, they didn't help my self growth growing up um, because I was so worried about other people right. and how other people felt and making other people feel good that I kind of over time lost who I was and what I wanted to do and the values that I had. But as a kid, it didn't really, show up in a lot of anxiety or depression that came okay. after, after my kids. Okay. Yeah. And I think, you know, what you said, a lot of that's pretty typical of what kids go through. We're trying to fit in, you know, it's always uncomfortable when you have to speak in front of somebody or a group of people. And, and so, yeah, that I can relate with what you're saying. I think most people can. Um, so as you know, you, I, we mentioned you're, you know, you have four daughters yeah. uh, that, that, that in itself right there. You know, I've got three daughters, so I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know what that's like. Um, but yeah, talk about I guess how that led into you know the struggles you had as a parent uh, with them and and the anxiety and maybe the depression that led from that. Yeah, and so I think not. We did, I didn't really talk about anxiety or depression as a kid. It wasn't really discussed. Right. Like it is now, but um. So I just didn't know. I had no idea. Until now, looking back, I'm like, that was anxiety. That was depression that I was experiencing, but I had no idea. Okay. I just thought there was something wrong with me. Mm. I thought, and then that's what propelled me. Well, if I was only better at this, or if I was only as okay. good as that person or a better mom, then I would feel better. Okay. And that was where I got caught into that trap of what I was experiencing. Wasn't There wasn't anything wrong with me. There was a right. chemical imbalance and... And because I was so into self-improvement, I researched a lot and read a lot from other therapists and doctors. There was a point, my breaking point, I feel like was about 2015 when okay. I really was like, okay, this isn't normal. I shouldn't feel this way. I shouldn't be struggling so much. And so I felt like it wasn't something necessarily wrong with me. It was, I needed to find outside help. Right. Okay. To feel better. And so that's when I Googled, um, I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. And so I Googled LDS therapist because okay. I was like ready. I'm like, I'm going to go find a therapist. I'm going to talk to someone. Maybe I need medication because right. there were just certain times where I would spiral out and just feel like everything was a mess. There was right. nothing in my life going right. And it was starting to affect my marriage and my parenting with my kids. 
Yeah. So I really wanted to figure that out. And so I Googled LDS therapists from that Google search. I found two podcasts. I found the life coach school podcast. Okay. Brooke Castillo's podcast. And then Jody Moore's podcast, Better Than Happy. At the time, it was Bold New Mom. And so I just started devouring those podcasts. And and it just set in with me. It made so much sense to me. Right. So I hired my own life coach. <laughs> nice. And then from there, here we are. I decided to be certified in the life coach school also. So last year I did that. But I've been doing this work with life coaching for about three, over three years. Okay. That's beautiful. Well, you know, and... And I, I love what you did is where you got to that point where you're like, you know what, I want, I got to do something different. I, I need to, I need to figure this out. And you put forth this effort and look where it's kind of led to. And now here you are coaching other people and, and making a difference in other people's lives, probably at the same time, strengthening your resolve and what you're doing. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, why don't, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what that was like going through that, co- you know, life coaching school and maybe some aha moments or some big moments that kind of really stuck with you as you moved forward through that schooling? Yeah. So as I, as I was listening to the podcast and realizing there were a few things that I learned that really resonated with me. And that was that all of us are 100% worthy mm-hmm. and there's not one person that's better than another person. And that was a belief where on the surface, I would agree. We're all children of God, right? right? Yeah. And so of course I don't, I don't think anyone's better than another, but I did have beliefs like, well, it's better to be this way than <laughs> it is. Like it's better to be yeah. outgoing than it is to be shy. And I'm more shy and I'm more quiet. And right. so that was something that I questioned. Like, why is that making me less mm-hmm. than if I'm more on the shy? And oh, quiet gotcha. Side? Okay. Um, like it's better, you know, to be a good parent, you have to do these things right? There's certain check boxes you have to have to be a good parent or with your kids. A lot of the work I did was with my own kids. Like I would feel insecure as a parent because my kids weren't checking off certain boxes that my friend's kids were checking off. And then I would feel like I'm not, I need to improve myself as a mom and I'm not doing enough. That was kind of a key thought I had, which I'm not doing enough. I need to be better. Right. And so just questioning those things and really understanding them was really helpful for me to really see that we are all doing the best that we can. Our kids are doing the best that they can. There's always room for improvement, but feeling bad about yourself and feeling guilt and shame is never going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like that victim mindset will keep us stuck from ever doing anything actually. And so I love what you're saying and you're right. We're, we're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes. And I, and I think that's a really good message. And we need to remind ourselves that often when we're, we're doing our best and we're not quite, you know, being, like you said, that kind of that perfectionism attitude that, you know, I've heard it said once, it's really just uh, covered up fear. Right. Is it really is, you know, it really is. It is. It's a, being afraid. If you're not perfect, then it's not worth putting out there or yeah. it's not worth doing or you're not good enough. Right. Yeah, it definitely is fear. And then on the flip side of the people pleasing, that's like lying. That was a big one for me too. Like people pleasers are liars. And I'm like, no, I'm not a liar. But at the same time, when I do things and I say yes to things that I don't really want to say yes to, I'm, I'm essentially lying to them. So that was helpful for me to really get clear on, am I people pleasing in this situation or am I genuinely wanting to be helpful and, and helping someone because ultimately we're not responsible for 
the feelings of others or the actions of others. They're in control of that. And I'm in control of my feelings and actions. So it really helps you in that decision of what you're going to do to help someone. Well, that's powerful. I've never heard it said that way that people pleasers are lying. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's kind of a harsh statement, but it really is true that, I mean, I could see it in my life because I was such a people pleaser (laughs) that I was, I wasn't being truthful in how I felt and what I wanted. Yeah. And I, and I think it goes with, you know, we're afraid of what the reaction will be if we are actually really honest with this person right now. And so, yeah, yeah, that's a really good way to say it, Kristen. That's powerful. Well, you know, you're a life coach, but you you kind of have a specific area that you focus on. Will you, will you talk about that and tell us why you kind of pick this area of, of your expertise, so to speak? Yeah. So I, I love parenting. I love being a mom. It's one of my favorite, I mean, it's my favorite thing ever. I love um, being a mom to my girls, but the thought that I came to as I was coaching, as I was getting coached, that really stuck out to me was I had this belief that I could control and I was responsible for my kids and their life. And so if I was a certain way as a mom, my kids would turn out a certain way. Mm. And if I did everything that I could do, my kid's life would be easier or they wouldn't struggle. And so I love helping other parents see that there's freedom in, in knowing that we aren't responsible for everything our kids do or how our kids life experience. Right. Right. Like to a certain, to a certain point, but I have, I know that my parenting, I'm doing the best that I can. And when I layered all that guilt and worry, I had so much worry over the things that I did, how it was going to affect my kids. It wasn't allowing me to be the best parent that I could be. Okay. Once I freed myself from that responsibility and that control, I just felt so much more peace. And so Mm. I love helping other parents feel that same way. So when they are struggling with their child, because also I feel like our kids are growing up in a world that we didn't grow up in. They've got social media, they've got so many things and pressures that it's hard for us to relate to where they're at. And so then it's easy to just feel like we need to clamp down and get super controlling and, and worry about what they're doing. And there's freedom in just having conversations with your kids and not um, freaking out when they say something that we would normally (laughs) want to freak out about. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you mentioned, I saw, you know, on some of the, you know, uh, some of the videos you put out and stuff is you wanted to be an intentional parent. Yeah. Will you, will you explain what that is? Yeah. So parenting with intention for me is not reacting. Okay. So it's responding and not reacting. And sometimes I can't respond right away. If my, um, I, I've had situations where my kids have come up to me and asked me if they could do something. And, um, I didn't know if, if I wanted to let them or not. And so I needed time and immediate. No, you can't do that. Right. And I would have had thoughts about, cause what would other people think? Or that if I let you do that, that makes me not a good mom. Cause good moms don't let their kids do that or things like that. Yeah. Um, and, but because I have more clarity of how do I really feel about this? I can connect with my kids and understand where they are coming from right. and then respond in that way. Okay. Instead of responding with, 
what kind of mom does this make me look like? <laughs> or what would other people yeah. think? So then it's an yeah. automatic no. Yeah. And that's more of a reactive response. Um, if um, my kids are disrespectful or they say something rude or sarcastic, a response, a reaction would be just to get angry and say, that's rude. That's disrespectful. You can't talk to me that way. Right. And then there's friction and tension there. And so a response in a responding way, sometimes that means I let it go and then come back later. And then we have a calm conversation about why that was rude, but it's also understanding that developmentally where they're at, they're going to do things that appear disrespectful and (laughs) I'm not going to take it personally. And it doesn't make them a bad kid. It doesn't make me a bad parent or not, you know, reacting to every single situation every single day. Yeah. I love that. I love all of that. Very well said. And I, I love what you said. Um, to not take it personally. I think we do that a lot where, you know, they you know, our kids might say something and, you know, we take it so personally, but in the, in the heat of the moment, you know, like they're kids, they're going to say stuff that, like you said, at times seems disrespectful. And, but I, I like that approach where you just, you know, work on not taking things more, you know, personal like that, you know? Yeah. I love that. And that's where I love the life coach. I love life coaching because it helps you live up to your potential Mm -hmm. and really decide what do you like to do? what makes you feel good and confident as a person. Right. And then, and then you don't need that validation or all of that. Like my kids are good kids. So I'm a good mom kind right. of thinking. Right. I, okay. I lived in that land for a long time <laughs> and it wasn't, it wasn't, right. I mean, it was great when it worked, but it doesn't always work because we can't yeah. control our kids. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, so, you know, I know there's going to be a lot of listeners who are hearing you today and, and they have kids and, and, and maybe even grandkids and that kind of thing. What can we do to create a better relationship with our kids? What's, what, what are some ways that you have found, you know, maybe there's some uh, parents out there that are like, man, I just don't have a relationship with my kids right now. I, I feel distance. We don't talk much, that kind of thing. What, what, how can we do that? I think the most important thing is listening to our kids and listening without judgment. And that was where I started with my kids was I started noticing when I was really listening to them and I would ask questions. And if we were in the car, I would just start talking to them. And if they didn't respond with how I wanted them to answer or, or if it was like two words, that was okay. I just started (laughs) right there. Like that was okay. I'm going to do my part. I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to talk. And if they want to talk, (laughs) they will. If they don't, that's okay. Um, cause everyone's in a different space, right? Some kids yeah. like to talk and they're, they're really open and they share with their parents and some kids aren't. And I've got kids all over in that right. spectrum too. So I think genuinely listening without judgment is the, is the best thing you can start with because it'll help you also kind of see where your judgment is and question those things as you're talking to your kids. Right. And then when they come out, like you start to say, Um, well, why did you do that? Kind of, that's like a judgment question you would ask your kids and your kids will feel like, well, I'm not going to share anymore or they get defensive. And all of a sudden the relationship or that conversation shuts down. And I would just start noticing that things I would say, I'm like, oh, I just shut the conversation down. They, they aren't going to talk to me anymore. And so then I would notice that and then try again next time, ask them questions. And that was the first piece that I noticed my kids really opening up to me. 
And they started sharing even more because I just kept asking questions and right. I didn't judge their responses. And um, my kids share a lot more with me now and mm -hmm. they share experience that they're having and um, concerns they have. And, and then the kind of like the frosting is <laughs> then they will ask for your opinion. Once you get into right. the habit of your kids trust that you're just going to listen, you're not going to offer judgment. All of a sudden they'll start. Well, what do you think about that? Because mm. they, at first they're going to just expect that you're going to tell them what you think and how exactly. you feel. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes that I read was by the time your kids are about 13, they know how you think and they know how you feel about everything. <laughs> and I think that's really true. And Probably so a lot true, of times yeah. when I would tell my kids how I would, how I thought or how I felt like they already know. So they tuned me out. But when I just started asking more questions and really listening, I got more information. Right. Okay. And then I could decide, and this is where the intentional parenting comes. I would decide how I wanted to respond to that. Okay. And sometimes it would be a later, you know, I would have to think about that, but, um, it just helped our relationship and our connection so right. much. Yeah. And, and what I'm hearing too is, you know, we have to take the time to do these things, right? Yeah. We have to set time aside. Hey, I need to go. I, I, you know, I need to actually sit down with one of my kids and have a conversation. And, and like you said, just listen without judgment. Yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, it sounds so simple, right? When you say it out loud, right? when, you know, we all have busy lives and that kind of thing. So can, that can get in the way a little bit, right? Yeah. But it just helped me to really notice as I had every conversation I had with my kids, like what opened them up, what helped them to talk to me and what shut them down, what made them stop talking. Oh, okay. Or when they would like, I already know that mom <laughs> type of response. Right. And I'm like, I didn't get very far with that one, but Right. It, yeah. It's a process and it's, yeah. you know, sometimes I still do it wrong and then I just try again and it's just part of life too. Part, part of life. Yeah. Well, very well said. I know right now and, and may, it might be over. I know you're at one point offering, I mean, you probably still do this one-on-one -on -one coaching. And I was watching one of your videos where you talked about uh, models. Yeah. And can you, I, I was really fascinated by what you were saying and I thought, man, this is, that's really cool. And very powerful. Will you kind of tell our listeners what that is and, and what your approach is with that one-on-one -on -one coaching with that? Yeah. So every time I coach someone, we put everything that they have in a model. And one of the programs I have right now is where I help them get into the habit of doing thought work every single day. And so that would mean every morning or at a certain point in the day, uh -huh. they would journal, write down all of their thoughts, all of their feelings that they're feeling. So it's just kind of getting everything out of your brain onto a piece of paper. Okay. And so that's what I do when I do one-on-one -on -one coaching also. And so when I'm coaching someone, we pull out the circumstances, which would be the facts of the situation. Those are the things without the judgment, without opinion. They're just the facts of what is going on. And those are right. the circumstances. And then everything else is a thought. Okay. So as they're doing their thought work, they would highlight the circumstances and then everything that's not highlighted are thoughts. And so then what we do is we pull just one of the thoughts out, one of the sentences, because a thought is just a sentence in our brain. Right. <laughs> we pull one of those out. It doesn't matter which one we, there's not one that's going to be better than another. We can pull whatever thought we want and we put it in a model. So the model is circumstances trigger thoughts. Hmm. Your thoughts create your feelings. 
your feelings drive your actions and your actions create your results. And so as we do a model, we can see that the results are tied to their thinking, to their thoughts. So if they have a thought, they're going to ultimately get the result of that thought, whatever that thought may be. Right. Wow. So go down that again. Circumstances. Trigger thoughts. Trigger thoughts. Okay. Thoughts create your feelings. Feelings drive your actions. And actions create your results. Wow. That's, that's powerful. I, you know, I'm a firm believer of all this. I mean, you're speaking my language now. I love this. Um, I really have always, I always tell people we think and then we feel typically, right? Um, when we're feeling something, you can trace it back. Well, what are you thinking? Right. Right. And I kind of, and that's kind of what, but you're taking this even, you know, several steps further. I would imagine that's a really powerful thing. Is that something you do on a daily basis yourself? Yeah. So, um, yeah, as I do my, my thought download, I write down all my thoughts and feelings. I'll just pull a thought out and Uh run a model on it. How does that thought make me feel? Or, um, on a certain circumstance. So something that might be bothering me, something that, um, maybe it's even a goal. Like now that I've, I've really, I've already done the work on, um, all the anxiety I had and all of the depression I have. I mean, I yeah. still, anxiety comes up for sure. Right. But um, now it's more of like, how, what goals do I want to set? And how can I achieve mm-hmm. those goals? And okay. that's going to bring up all the discomfort of, it takes a lot of effort. It's going to bring up discomfort. And then I <laughs> right. run models on that. Well, what am I thinking <laughs> that's creating all the yeah. discomfort for me? And is yeah. it okay? So that's what I love about models is even though you're thinking thoughts that might be creating anxiety, it's normal to feel anxiety. Right. Um, It's okay to feel anxiety. What do you want to do about what actions do you want to take from anxiety? We don't have to change it. So like your circumstances, you don't have to change them to feel a different way about them. So nothing has to change. And so in my coaching with parents of teens, I just really love the idea that your kids don't need to change for you to feel like a good parent mm. or for you to feel like your kids are good kids. Because right. when you have a thought, your kids are good kids and you feel confident in them, your actions from that are going to be different than if you're worried about your kids because they're yeah. my kids are struggling. So that might be a thought. That's a lot of thoughts that my clients have. My kid is struggling. Yeah. So then they have a feeling of worry. And their actions from worry will look different. Okay. Place of confidence. Or how can this experience help my child grow? How can my child learn this? And you can kind of access more ideas that will help you feel better. And then from those feelings, your actions look for your same child who you feel like is struggling. Yeah. I love that. And and what I love about this models um, is how simple it is. So simple. Like you can teach it to, you know, really young kids to, to do this. And it's just as powerful for an adult. Yeah. Know? It's very right? actionable. It's very applicable. Yeah. And so is that, is that main, is that one of your main things that you do when you're doing your one-on-one coaching with clients? Yes. We teach them the model. We, we okay. teach them how to, I teach them how to run models themselves okay. and to get really clear on how to do it correctly. Um, cause there is a process and there are certain roles. Like if you want to get a correct model that will help you. Um, but I think also just knowing that your feelings come from your thinking and you get to decide how you want to feel and think, 
I think is huge. That Just is that huge. awareness. Yeah. That awareness of that. I think, cause you know, with, with a lot of clients I work with, they're like, you know, I'm just feeling so down today. And I'll say, well, well, what are you thinking? They're like, well, I don't know. I just feel down. I'm like, well, no, you're thinking something. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll get to that. Where's, where, where is this starting from? Oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm worried about this. I'm thinking about how I've got to do this tomorrow and it seems like I can't do it. And I'm like, well, that's, that's why you're feeling the way you're feeling right now. So yeah. I really love that model you're doing. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's very helpful. And I think it also helps you to know that your circumstances don't have to change right. for you to feel better. Right. But we think that so much that if yeah. we're feeling down, then this needs to change for us to feel better. Okay. But a lot of times we don't have control over that. And right. so how do we want to respond? Right. And feel okay. About it? Gotcha. Do you, when you do coaching, is it mainly with just the parents or do you also do coaching with teens? Like, you know, just one-on-one -on -one with the teens? Yeah. So I have a couple teen clients right now that okay. I coach and um, a lot of the teenagers I coach just want to um, set goals and right. um, improve their life that way with, with goals. So we work on goal setting, but it's all within the model where they learn that their thoughts create their feelings and right. confidence with teenagers is a huge thing right now. So with teenagers, I work mostly with their confidence, how okay. to become more self-confident because it yeah. all comes from your thinking, not from yeah. a lot of the times teenagers and adults alike. We think that confidence comes from our actions or our results. So we have to right. do certain things and we have to accomplish certain things to feel confident gotcha. when really it's all created in our mind and we can feel confident right now. Right. Okay. So it's teaching them how to do that. Okay. And then the parents I coach, it's, um, you know, similar, it's the model, but it's also in helping them with their parenting and, and their thoughts about worry or anxiety they're experiencing as a parent. That's okay. mostly what I've been coaching on. Oh, that's awesome. No, I love what you're doing. I think it's fantastic. And, and especially with the teens, I think, you know, that's so it's so much needed in this world right now with these teens yeah. and there's so many teens that kind of lose their way and they're lost or they're struggling with um, a whole plethora of uh, different things that are pulling them in different directions and so that's why I really love that you're really specific with your coaching and you know it's parents and teens that's that's my focus I love that you're doing that yeah, I agree. I think, I think the teenage, I love the teenagers cause I have teenagers and I just see all that they're up against. And, yeah. and when you're not feeling confident, when you're not feeling um, good about yourself, that's where you get into trouble. I think with addictions and with yeah. doing things that aren't sure. healthy that can set yeah. you up for negative consequences down the road. And so that's my hope is to help teenagers to feel confident and feel better about themselves. Right know that they have the ability to get themselves out or, and just that idea of all of us are a hundred percent worthy. There's nothing that we can do. That's going to make it too hard to come out of that. We can't. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, um, as a, as a life coach and as a mother and, and a wife and everything that you're doing, what does a day look like for you? Like what, what does your day look like? <laughs> Okay. So this is an interesting question because on your sheet too, you said, um, I forget how you worded it, but it was like, what habits okay. do I have? What's my favorite thing? And, yeah. and I love waking up early. That's ever since I was young, waking up early is just my favorite thing. And I live in Arizona. So 
half the year it's really hot, but in the morning it's just <laughs> right. beautiful. And sure. right now in summer, the sun starts coming up at like 4:45. Wow. And so I love waking up early and yeah. um with quarantine and everything going on right now, we've been up really late. We've gotten into habits of staying up <laughs> way too late. Right, yeah. And so I'm not waking up as early as I as I like to, but um Waking well, up you, early. How early? I mean, just uh, by by six, sometimes five. Um, if my kids are in school, I like waking up by five. But um, yeah, it's been difficult now that we're in summer, and then on the on the heels of quarantine, <laughs> it's not so much yeah. like that. But and I can tell because sure. I'm not having that time. Yeah. But I, for me, I just love waking up early. Um, my daily routine is um, one of the you know everyone who reads about like how making your bed is just sets right. your day. I I'm a believer in that. So making my bed, I do my thought work, um, getting all my thoughts and feelings down. Sure. I, um, meditation for the day might be like yeah. scripture study, listening to a conference talk just to right. kind of set that tone for my day. Um, and then because, and then with coaching, it just depends what my schedule is. Um, yeah. I have three days set aside for coaching and then the other days are just, with my family. With so family, I like the yeah. flexibility of that. And yeah, that's the nice when you're kind of doing your own thing, you can set your own schedule. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, do, what, I mean, who are you, who do you study? Like, is there someone that you're trying to study and learn more about to kind of help you with what you're doing and, and that kind of thing? Yeah. So, um, before I started, before I got certified as a coach, the, the books that I had read, the therapists that I had learned about that really resonated with me, they're the ones that still resonate even now. So my two, one of, two of my favorite books are by Dr. Russ Harris. I don't know if you've heard of him. Yes. He's written The Happiness Trap and The Confidence Gap. Oh, yeah. Those two books, those I feel are... like they coincide so much with the model yeah. that I teach. That's cool. So those are really good books for me. Um, Dr. Henry Cloud. I really enjoy listening to him and his book on boundaries is really good. And he has a boundaries book for teens as well. Oh, and, wow. um, I watch a lot of his YouTube videos and then Brene Brown, of course, she's one of my favorites. Yeah. And we all, we all love her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Her work yeah. on vulnerability and really sharing your truth and for sure not putting up, you know, a fake, fake show for other people so that you can feel good about yourself. I just love everything that she shares about vulnerability and connection. Exactly. No. Yeah. Powerful. That's awesome. Well, you know, what, what are some of your plans moving forward? Like what, obviously you're doing this coaching, you do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching, you do it. Uh, usually uh, you're doing videos and you're all over social media kind of thing, but what are, what are some other things you're planning on doing as you move forward in this uh, career? Yeah. So, um, right now I'm really excited about a four week program that I'm doing and it includes one-on-one -on -one coaching every single week. Okay. And I'm really going to help people get really good at self coaching at coaching okay. themselves and running their models, learning the model and running models every single day. And so, um, I'm really excited about that program because I feel like that's the foundation of what I do. Right. Once you've got that down, you can really focus in on intentional parenting or feeling um, how you feel and how your feelings drive your actions and getting really right. clear. But this is really foundational. So I'm excited about this program. And right now, it's a lot of one-on-one -on -one with me and a lot of personal time with me. 
That's great. Clients that I have, eventually I'll create a course. So it'll just be a course that I'll be teaching um, through email um, sure. with a video. So it'll still be a great program that way. But right now I'm offering it one-on-one -on -one with me. So it's really great. It's a really great value right now for anyone yeah. interested. Yeah. Cause you, you know, as it grows, you're going to get to the point right. where you're going to have to do it the other way. But yeah, right. that's, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Especially have that one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even myself coaching, I, I get coached every week, either with a peer coach that I know, or through a coaching program that I'm in where I can schedule my own personal coaching. And it is so helpful, even though I know how to run my own models. It's so nice to have someone else take a look at, hey, sure. you know, and then you kind of see, oh yeah, that really is a thought, but it's not, <laughs> you don't see it when you're in it. You don't see it. Right. Yeah. Well, so as you're doing this and you've been going, uh, as you, you do your coaching and I know this is a tough question because I'm sure there's several things you could say, and you've already mentioned some things, but what do you think is the number one issue that you see with parents and teens and, you know, number one problem that you might, that kind of always comes to the top that you notice that, that causes them to struggle, do you think? I feel like I always go back to that not listening with okay. without judgment. I think okay. that is just a, when you have a good relationship with your kids and all of us as parents want our kids to come to us and talk to us right. and tell us what they're going through, tell us their struggles. But it's really hard to hear sometimes. Yeah. And it's really hard not to give our kids like our 40 years of wisdom or however old we are. You know, we have all this right. wisdom. We've been where they are. We've learned from our own experiences. It's so hard not to just fire hose that to our kids and right. just tell them what to do. Tell them how to think. Um, a lot, like I joke that I wish we could just download everything that I know. I wish I could just download into my kid's head. Right. <laughs> right. Because yeah. especially with coaching, like I know our thoughts create our feelings, your feelings drive your actions. I know how to help you. Yeah. And a lot of times, even my own kids, they know when I'm coaching them, <laughs> they know if I'm asking them a question, for they're sure. like, mom, don't coach me. So yeah. I think that's just, for me, that's been the most helpful thing is just really developing that relationship with my kids where they want to come to me. They want to talk to me and they trust me. Yeah. So I, I completely trust my kids. And I know that even if they make a mistake, it's going to be okay. They're going to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Whereas before my old self would have thought one mistake would have led to a lifetime of unhappiness. And I would have just gone way ahead in the future and thought how this one mistake is just going to affect everything in their whole life. Right. Which wow. would have created so much anxiety and it did. For sure. So just realizing that your kids are going to make mistakes and it's going to help them learn and grow and they're going to be amazing and really believing that is huge. Yeah. Wow. Very well said. You know, if there's someone listening to this right now and they are just having a rough time, you know, and maybe, maybe it's just an individual who doesn't have any kids even who's just having a rough time. They're not sure what to do with their life or whatever. What advice could you give them right now? One of the things that I teach for that is just to be okay where you are. Hmm that nothing needs to change that. And you just have to, it's not always about feeling better, right? Because mm -hmm. if are we, we're supposed to struggle in this life and we know that. 
Right. And so then it, it's okay to struggle. And there will be times when we struggle. There are times that I still struggle. Um, and someone, if they are really down and they're wanting help, you have to know where you are. Hmm. You have to be able to see where you are right now right. in order to get out. Yeah. And so some of us just want to rush to get out. Like we're feeling bad and we don't want to feel bad. So one of the things I love with coaching is let's just be okay. Not feeling the best. Like we're yeah. in that 50% of life that is hard. So how do we want to show up when things get hard in our life? And what would that look like? What would we look like when things are hard? Yeah. Oh, I love that. So well said. <laughs> Yeah. So it's that acceptance. I think it's, it comes down to just accepting where you're at in your okay. life and being okay with, um, of course we want to, of course you can change and feel better, but you've got to accept where you're at. Right. Okay. No, I love that. That's great advice. And, um, I think that's beautifully said. Um, if someone wanted to reach out to you and to get know about your, know more about your coaching, more about, your programs and everything that you do, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? My email is belivingproofcoaching at gmail.com. You can okay. also find that on my website at kristengoodmancoaching.com. I'm on Instagram at kristengoodmancoaching. And um, I love Instagram. I love sharing there. So I'm, on, yeah. I'm sharing a lot on that platform, probably more than any other one. Great. Yeah. So that would be a good way to, to, for them to reach out if they have a yeah. question for you. Yeah. yeah. And, and I challenge the listeners, please reach out to, to Kristen and ask her anything. That's, this is what she does. And she, she obviously loves what she's doing and she's learned a lot. Um, is there any, any, any final, final comments that you'd want to leave with us before we wrap this up? Yeah. If anyone is interested in working with me, I do a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session um, it's absolutely free. Um, and I think even just having that time to talk through what you're going through and really seeing it in a model is so helpful. So whether you work with me or not right. moving forward, that is so helpful. And, um, and just that this life, like I said, um, I love my coaching program that I first created was called living proof because I love the, the, thought of be living proof of where you're at right now. So if you are struggling, mm -hmm. be living proof of the best version of you when you're struggling, wow, like what would that. that look like? And so I just, that really resonates with me is just be living proof. Yeah. Well, I love that. You are living proof, Kristen, for what you're doing. I, I admire what you're doing. I've followed you for quite some time now. And I, I just, you're a light in this world that we need. And I want to thank you for your work. And for the example that you're showing, not only to me, but to thousands and thousands of other people. And I just really do love your approach and the way you handle it. It's, it's really, it's really inspiring. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be on your podcast. I mean, you have had some amazing guests, so I'm excited to be part of it and, yeah. and to share because you have, you have a lot of great information that you're sharing as well. Well, thank you. And I, you know, so I, I want to tell my listeners, especially if you have teenagers and you feel like you're struggling, Kristen's the person you need to reach out to. She will help you. And, and I love that you do that free, that free call uh, right off the gate. So there's no obligation. Just get in there right. and talk to her and let her guide you for a minute. And, but uh, I think it'd be well worth people signing up with you and learning more about what you do and how you're, you approach uh, life 
with teens, especially. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much. You bet. Thank you for being on. And it really is an honor to have you here. And, um, you know, like I said, this is the first time doing it this way, but, uh, um, it worked out. This is fantastic. Good. I'm glad yeah. <laughs> even from Arizona, all the way over here, <laughs> all the way. Well, okay. There you go. Listeners. Um, another amazing person, uh, with an amazing story, Kristen Goodman, please reach out to her again. Her, her website is kristengoodmancoaching.com. And then you can hit her up on social media, reach out to her. And, uh, I can't thank her enough for being on and I can't thank all of you enough for listening and supporting this amazing cause. So thanks again, Kristen. And, uh, till next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you.